Hello, and welcome to Top 5 with Michael and Clay. We know you're all dying to know our opinion on, well, literally everything, so we made this podcast. It's pretty self-explanatory, but allow me to mansplain. In each episode, we'll pick a topic and rank our respective top fives within that topic. We'll also include bottom fives and the occasional honorable mention. Because we know you'll get tired of just hearing what we think, we'll bring in a special guest every week to help us out and provide a list that we can ridicule. We'll argue, laugh, cry, call each other names, reevaluate life choices. It'll be a blast. Hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome back to episode number 10. We made it to double digits. So I think it's a great uh, point to put in the middle of our uh, music trilogy. So to this week, uh, it's going to be top songs of the 2000, the turn of the century. Yeah, this was a big decade for probably both of us, really. I mean, I was a little bit older than you, but this was middle school and high school for me. So definitely uh, transformative when it comes to my like taste in music. Yeah, by the time the 2010s end, I started high school. Yeah, so, so we're just a little bit off from each other, but it, it kind of makes this cool because then next week when we do 2010s, it'll capture your high school and college. Exactly. And that'll be fun. So, and like I've made all my lists for all the decades. And for me, this one was my hardest one. I think out of all three, this one was my hardest one. I agree. I agree because I think my tastes were more all over the place in this yeah. decade. Uh, and I think some of the stuff I'm including maybe wasn't even what I was into then, mm-hmm. but looking back at it, it's what yeah. I Yeah. So for this week, our guest, I don't think of a, a better person to introduce for a, the number 10 episode, big double digit number, than my younger sister, Peyton. Hi, guys. I'm excited to be here. I've been bothering Clay since podcast number one to let me on. Um, and I'm really glad this is what he picked me for. Um, I think it's really fitting. Last week, you guys had Dan on, and he said he was the oldest guest you've ever had. And I'll probably be the youngest guest you guys have ever had. Um, I was only 11 when the 2010s ended. So um, I'm excited to see what <laughs> what the differences between what we have to say are. Well, that made me feel old. Yeah. So oh. that's cool. Uh, I was graduating from high school in 2010. So <laughs> I mean, well. But no, this is cool. Uh, I'm pumped to have another. We've had one sibling on, my brother. And so getting to do that again, this is going to be fun. Uh, I, I will say we've been talking since like the beginning about how to get Peyton on here and yeah. what, what episode would be the best. And it was either going to be an alcohol related one or we, we landed on music. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> well, my two defining factors. Yeah. <laughs> Clay's too. So it's a really probably all of all us. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> As we're drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, oh, I had, I had a, um, a promotion idea for um, the listeners. Oh yeah. Every time that we say, iconic <laughs> perfect yeah well it's a drinking game guys <laughs> every time someone says iconic, iconic or that's fair that's fair is a good one that's fair or every time one. clay says phenomenal <laughs> take a shot the fact that i got caught out on both of those uh that's that's phenomenal <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah man, i would good. love to know that a drinking game has been developed uh for this podcast of course then i would very intentionally those things oh out. yeah no don't tell us that you've done it because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna abuse the hell of that absolutely but we'll play too yeah that's fine so music of the 2000s let's 
I'm looking forward to it. I know Peyton was texting me last night before we, before we started recording saying that you were going over and over and racking your brain and just like this was giving you the most anxiety. I'm like, yeah, it's hard being us. I mean, what can you do? We, we do, do a tough this. job for the people. I know, every single week. I can't tell you how stressed I've been, guys. I've changed this top five so many different times. So I've had a lot of different opinions, a lot of different people I've confided in in order to have the best list possible. So. What was your like criteria? Like what, what were you looking for when you were making your list? Is it just songs you like or what? Um, I tried to do both. I try to pick songs I like, which I do like all of these songs a lot, but also things that are just iconic. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do that on purpose. I promise. Um, songs that you can sing along to. I want to get on, get in the car, get on Ox. And these are songs that everyone's going to know the words to. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. So we'll see if it, translates perfect yeah i think this era is a really good time where people know all the all the songs all the words when we did a 2000s theme trivia that was probably the best music uh set that i had queued up and everyone was like so nostalgic and so like into it despite now everyone that goes to trivia at mellow is like six years younger than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think when we talked about some of the 90s kind of what our criteria was i, I was definitely thinking like Music I liked, music that like gets me going, but it's also I, I tried to think big picture too. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But we'll see how it goes. So let's do it. All right, let's jump All right, right in. So my number five. But it wasn't because I didn't know enough. I just knew too much. Crazy by Narles Barkley, uh, CeeLo Green, and Danger Mouse. This is like, they weren't super well-known at the time. And this song was massive. Like, such a huge, defining kind of pop song of this decade. I just It felt like it just needed a spot. And this is one of those songs, right when you hear it, everybody, you can't help but like, at the very least, just kind of give a little head bob with it. Like, it's just a great song. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was over here bobbing my head, too. Definitely not, a, not a song that I thought of, but it's a good one. I knew it immediately, you know? Yeah. So, like, when I was, like, making my big list, like, every time I've made these weekly lists, I have, like, at least 30 to 35 songs on a huge sheet of paper, and, like, this one was on it. Mm-hmm. But as I was, like, going through them, like, it's just because I'm getting knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked. And like you said, they weren't really big at the time. I think when it comes to CO Green's work, like he may have one or two that are bigger than this one, but this one's like, like you said, this is defying. This yeah. is really where he kicked it all off. And I think this is a great number five pick. Yeah, it's just huge mainstream success. Like, you know, again, there were all sorts of, just about every demographic of person was into this and still is. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I had a very similar experience where I had a huge list, was knocking songs out. And to be totally honest and transparent about this, I chose to knock some other things that I thought had a better chance of being featured on one of y'all's lists. Because mm-hmm. I do want, just like we talked about with the 90s, I want to try to, like, across the three lists, hope that we span across some of these songs. Yeah. So I just want to make sure this one got its place. I'm glad that I was right. You guys knocked this one, so I'm glad I left it in there. Yes. You did a CeeLo Green Good Service. That's right. Well, you're welcome, CeeLo. Just, yeah. you know. I know you. Reach out if you want to be on the podcast, because... 
We'll consider He you. probably listens, right? Yeah. Probably not. All right. <laughs> so my number five. This is one that I remember when we were hanging out, we were kind of just going through some 2000s music. And you said that you really did not care for this band. So I'm interested to see. But growing up, this was a group that I would listen to all the time. And we had a whole project in orchestra where we had to curate a song. I picked one by the uh, this band. It wasn't this song, but I think this is the best one that's more familiar and more representative of the 2000s. It's uh, How to Save a Life by The Fray. Step one, you say we need to talk He walks, you say sit down, it's just a talk He smiles politely back at you You stare politely right on through Some sort of window to your right As he goes left and you stay right So for me, I feel like this song specifically represents that like group in the 2000s genre, like the script, the fray and all of them, where they had like these like slower, more melancholy songs that they would come on. You're just like, yeah, this is kind of putting me in like that little mood. And I like that. It's a good, it's a good place to put yourself in. I don't remember, Peyton, if you remember this growing up, like I had a huge like little fray moment in my life where I was just like, I don't know, I was going through it, I guess, in the 2000s. Bad boy hours for Clay. <laughs> Bad boy hours for Clay. Uh, we've all been there. It just didn't manifest itself for me with the fray. Now, here's what I'll say: is listening to that clip, I like that song more than I thought I did. Yeah, like, in, and there is the memory of just like when that was a huge thing. I think my biggest problem with that is when he starts singing, it sounds like he literally just woke up. Like it's like. <laughs> Someone like tapped him on the shoulder to wake him up from a nap, and then he immediately started so singing. Right. Like if you listen to that song with that in mind, and then when the chorus hits and he kind of like, that's when he's really up. waking up. Like, and then the rest of the song, he sounds pretty awake. It, I would not be shocked if that's actually what happened. Uh, I think I would like the song even more. Honestly, yeah, kind of cool story, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, the script would have been worse if you had gone with any song by the script. I would have been upset. This, <laughs> this is fine. Okay, that's good. I'm happy with this pick too. I'm glad it got included. I think you're right. It really does kind of embody that that type of music, the script, some play, you know, like that little that moment in the 2000s. I think it's good. I couldn't include the song because it makes me think of Grey's Anatomy. Mm. It's one of those songs that they play when someone's about to die. Even though it's How about to save a life, they yeah, play see, it when someone dies, or they, they not play good when at their like job? no, like no, they're not. It's like whenever it's like an intense <laughs> surgery, they're like, "How to save a life," and it's like usually and they, they end up dying. I and then they don't. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I guess like regardless, any, I like the song. <laughs> with any hospital show like that, I think the the premise is kind of that they must not be that good at their job. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, if you're a good doctor, there's not a lot of drama with what you do. So anyway, I digress. But that's. Yeah, this song, I, I've never really watched, I've seen one episode of Grey's Anatomy ever where there's like a shooter in the hospital. Uh, that's it. But I know that I mean, this naturally. Song, yeah, I know that this song and Chasing Cars are big Grey's Anatomy songs. So yep. pick me, choose me, love <laughs> me. So, so yeah. Yeah. Is that from Grey's Anatomy? I think so. I thought you were just saying yes, that. Yes, it is. No, no that's yeah, it's just. <laughs> 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 yeah, cool. That's, those are, okay, good number five. All right, Peyton, what's your number five? 
All right, definitely switching gears, but this is a song that when I was talking about it with my friends, they were like, you have to include this. This song is very, very 2000s. It makes you want to like cover your eyes and eyeliner and just kind of like do one of those moments. Um, it's Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. So I wasn't sure about this one for a while. I had it as an honorable mention for a while. I thought it definitely needed to be talked about. But the more I thought about it, it's, it seems very 2000. You watch the music video. It's, I think it's one of those songs that you can still turn on to this day and everybody will. It'll take you back to that time. Everyone knows the words. I think it's a funny song about her just kind of saying like, oh, you didn't like this guy because you're too good. But now I'm with him. He's really cool. So it's kind of just like an F you too. The girl who was the ballerina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck ballerinas. <laughs> I don't want to like rule out that part of our audience. <laughs> yeah. You know, the ballerina crowd were very. Our demographics tell us we're very popular among ballerinas. Nice. Ballerinas and furries. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on this song? <laughs> I like this song. Like right before I cut my hair, my hair was super, super long. It just makes me want to comb down my bangs in front of my eyes and like dye it neon green. I wish you had do one of the, like the peace sign. I don't know. It just gets you in that very angsty scene kind of kind of thing. I mean, Adderall Levine and all of her 2000 songs kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we had another hour for this podcast, we'd go into the whole conspiracy theory that Adderall Levine has been dead this entire time. Is that a thing? Yeah. It's like Paul McCartney. There's a thing with that, that Paul's dead. Mm, well, the Beatles. You don't like the Beatles, though. I don't like the Beatles, though. We don't need that. Boy, we probably just... Mm. There are people in our audience who heard that we're going to get emails. We don't, have any but yeah. no, I think that, um, I love Avril Lavigne. Uh, I don't think that I know that I love Avril Lavigne. I think that she deserves a lot of credit for making whatever her thing was like popular. The fact that she could kind of come out there and like, I just think of like the suspenders and the necktie, like that, that like style. I don't even know what to call that. It seems. Yeah, it it's is. It seen is. Email raw XD. Oh. And, yeah, like, <laughs> and it makes that's me exactly nauseous. what the that's exactly what the early two thousands were though. Just yeah, you're totally right. You're totally XD. Right. That's yeah. that's what the song is. I just hate that. But but, <laughs> but you don't have it, to like it for it to be true. You're right. You're right. And as it goes, like she, this is the best of that world to me. Uh, and maybe because it's more pop. Like some of that stuff was a little too weird for me. But this is cool. My my favorite thing about Avril Lavigne is that she was maybe still is married to the lead singer from Nickelback. I don't know. I didn't know that. She was at one point and like used to, defend she died. and defend yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like defended him vigorously on like Twitter. People would like make fun of Nickelback and she will absolutely engage with those people. And it's right. hilarious. Well, or someone who's pretending to be her because she's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this song. Skater boy's nice. good. Good intro. I'm surprised. I think a lot of people would go with the other big hit. Uh, is it called Complicated? Yeah. But this is... I'm That's glad, a good one. I'm glad That's you went with this one, though. I think... No, this, I agree. This one is better. Does a good job bettering the 2000s, like better representing True. the 2000s? Yeah. All right. Let's get to our fours. One, two, three. Uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and this I know for sure.
So hey, yeah, by Outcast. I mentioned in the '90s episode my love for Outcast. Um, this is not like anywhere close to my favorite Outcast song, and not even my favorite Outcast song of the decade. But again, I think similar to Crazy, it, this was such a such a big hit, and like you couldn't get away from it for a period of time there. And even now, like it still just like pops up here and there, and it's just so huge. And and again, brought people who weren't previously into outcast kind of into, into that world and like listening to their music, which is always a good thing. And uh, the song is just so, so damn catchy. Like, and honestly, I think the only, I, I struggled, I wanted to put it higher, but mm. I've got other stuff that just, yeah, I think, I think this is a good spot for a number four. Uh, because once again, this is not my favorite outcast song. Like I, in my honorable mentions, I have Miss Jackson. I think that song is far better than yeah. this one is, but, um, Either way, you're right. It's absolutely one of those songs that gets you into the band and gets you associated with their other stuff and makes you an Outcast fan. Mm-hmm. And this one will pop up as a regular throwback to the 2000s song. So I think it does represent that genre within the 2000s very well. You did a good job, Michael. Oh, thanks, Clay. So well. Yeah, Michael, I'm not mad about this either. Um, this is one of the ones that came up last night when we were going through the whole 2000s playlist that's just out there. Um, I like it. it. It is catchy. Um, I have no complaints. I'm also glad like we don't have video with this because you need some new dance moves, Peyton. You, 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 you <laughs> same head bob, shoulder shimmy with every single song. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think with people who maybe it's good to have a dance move. That's just yeah. it works for everything, and you just use it. Mine's twerking. Okay. <laughs> clear. People were wondering. Were they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's move on, please. <laughs> and also, again, thank God it's not a video podcast. Because <laughs> he's twerking right now. Yeah, very quietly. <laughs> All right, so my number four comes from an artist that I wouldn't be surprised if they show up on every single list of my decades. They were my number one last week. Uh, this is Irreplaceable by Beyonce. To the left, to the left. So just the vocals alone on this album, this may be her best album. I love a lot of the later stuff that she'll do with self-titled and Lemonade, but this album is like really, really just classifying for her. And like, once again, this more, it's, I don't even think it's like too, too sad, but it tells a, this one definitely tells you a full story. By the time you're at the end of the song and she's kicking his ass out the door and you are just screaming along because someone in your life has or will hurt you, like she's been hurt. I don't know. This is, this is like old day classic Beyonce. She has done no wrong. She can do no wrong. I think Irreplaceable is 2008. It came in the later 2000s as mm-hmm. well. So um, she was building it up and everyone was waiting. We weren't disappointed. Yeah, this is this is good. I'm not a huge fan of like Beyonce's music as a whole. Like I agreed. I all right. I've got a I love Beyonce as a cultural icon and like I think I respect what she does and I can see it's just not my taste, I should say. So it's not like I think it's bad music. 
this song is good. It's not one that I would listen to a lot. So now we've pissed off the ballerinas, all the ancient people who like the Beatles, and now the Beehive. I know. We're we're there goes our audience. This might be the last episode. We're (laughs) We're not even gonna get to the comeback guest from history. I know. I like this song. Um, I originally had it on my top five. It did get bumped out for a different song that we'll get to, but I like this song. I think it's powerful. She literally says, like, I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. Like he's just she's just saying, like, look, you are not you are not irreplaceable. Yeah. That line is so fantastic. Like in terms of lyrics, so fantastic. Like mm-hmm. I will give all the credit in the world to that. And this, I mean, yeah, it's a good song. I see it. It's just, yeah. yeah. It fits me. <laughs> it does. It totally does. Yeah. This is still maybe a little bit sad boy clay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that may persist. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's good. All right. All right, Peyton. Uh, my number four. This is my go-to karaoke song. Um it's a solid one. Again, another one that everybody knows the words to and is just going to scream along with you. This is Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. And he don't know. all right that's for me such a good song one that's so fun to sing along with when the chorus hits you just kind of like lay into it like yes girl before he cheats you got him like you get his ass get that car screw that (laughs) blonde tramp because she can't shoot whiskey amen (laughs) i'm pretty sure she stole that from scripture it had to be. <laughs> if not, it should be in there now. The book of Carrie. Done. Chapter one, verse one. It's, it is so great. And we've all been there. This like I've absolutely belted that chorus. Just because even if you're not like feeling that emotion at the time, it's still an amazing song. Like talk about a song that you hear it begin and you're already standing on the table. I get so pumped <laughs> when I hear the beginning of the song. Oh my God. And like, even if you're someone who doesn't like country, this still kind of falls in that country category. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And oh my goodness, God. She is the most successful American Idol. Mm-hmm. And this song is just like that peak of like, I don't know, that success. And like, she does a lot of really other strong, good music. Like, uh, she, oh my goodness. Her this voice is, is nuts. It's insane. That like growl that she, like, oh my God, it's so <laughs> good. I'm going to listen to this. I say this every time we do a music <laughs> thing about like when this ends, I'm going to listen to this. This may be my Western moment. I completely mm. forgot about this. I didn't even put it in my honorable mentions, but this may have made like a top five for me too. Because this, and I remember like growing up, like we were a huge American Idol family, and like this song and Jesus Take the Wheel, like those are just Carrie Underwood was part of the family. I'm glad Peyton's holding it down for the Grimes family yeah, because I, I took this out banking on one of you having it. So. Thank you, because Clay let me down. So yeah. You are welcome. But this song even, like, I think a reason, Clay, that maybe you did forget about this song is because it's still so good today. Like, this doesn't feel like an early 2000s yeah. song. This just feels like 
this is just a song. This is just a damn good song. Yeah. Iconic one might say. Yeah, one, one, <laughs> one might call it iconic. I want to go vandalize a vehicle now. I do too. I want to like <laughs> grab a baseball bat and just I'll I'll slash the tires. Yeah. Whenever Claire gets home. Perfect. We'll, we'll take yeah. that out. All right. Great. Let's get into top three. Top three. I was told last night by my friend Dannon, who was a guest on the show. Shout out. That if I didn't include this, we would no longer be friends. Now, I want to make it super clear. The only reason I bring this up is because she's going to hear it and think that I put it in because she said that. And I want to make it really clear that this has been in my list from the beginning. Peace up. A-Town. All right, that's uh, for the uninitiated. Yeah, by Usher. But if you don't know that, then stop listening right now. Thank you, Dannon, for that. Yeah, no, it wasn't because of her. I appreciate her making you do oh that. Oh my god, uh, this song. There's an uncontrollable response to this song. You can't hear this like and just not react at all. Uh, also, spoiler alert, I absolutely plan on walking down the aisle. <laughs> Perfect. What dress are you wearing? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Michael's mom. I'm not. Actually, I am. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, one of our most hated guests we've ever had on this show, Casey Castilla, actually really does not like the song. And we hold that against her because she's just an awful individual. That being said, she's completely wrong because this song just, I don't know what it is biologically, but your body does not stand still when this song comes on. Peace up, A-Town. Down. Down. I don't know. I've never Peace up, A-Town down. Oh, shit. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you just like get up from whatever seating apparatus you're currently planted in and then you usually just a chair lose it i don't know sometimes it's a sofa okay, or I, i'm not gonna go there nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but this is little john usher oh my goodness you ludicrous ludicrous name of better trio that's one of my favorite verses to rap and I tried to do it the other night, and, and I was, did not work. I was pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. Do it, well. it was fine. It was better than you did, because yeah. you didn't do it. Peyton, what do you think about this song? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad you include this song. It's a good one. Like he says, when you're in the club, the homies, um, you want to sing along, you want to dance along. I couldn't have. Um, I didn't have enough space in my list for this one, but I had a couple people mention this one needed to be in it, so I'm, I'm glad it got featured. Perfect. How much space did you have? Um, it was very confined to a to a very mm. tight top ten. Top Sorry ten. Top ten. Top ten. I guess we're top ten now. You said iconic too many times. <laughs> All right. No, you shut I'm up. I'm taking now. shots. All right. <laughs> All right. So my number three is a song which, if someone ever asked me. Clay, what is your favorite song ever? This is the song I answer. But it's your number three? But it's my number three, because I also then follow up with saying, there are so many better songs than this song, but this is my favorite song of far above and beyond. I'm confused. 
Yeah, you don't have to understand. It's my, okay. my, my choice. <laughs> it's my life. Uh, it's Toxic by Britney Spears. talking about amazing music videos oh this yeah. is up there her is a stewardess on the airplane and like where all the other songs makes me want to like get up and dance on the table this one one makes me want to like, get down like army crawl mm. i don't know what it is but please don't do that <laughs> <laughs> just another like visceral reaction yeah. that just makes you want to just get up and act like damn fool yeah and i'm gonna do that anyway might as well put on a phenomenal song to do it to I like this song. I think it's very 2000s. Um, when I hear this song, my memory with it is playing Just Dance in like middle school. This was a great Just Dance song. So Just Dance middle school, that's all very 2000s. So I'm I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I. so when I first made my list, this was the big one that I just completely took out. Not even knocked down. I just like omitted it because I knew, partially because we talked and I kind of knew you had it on your list. Be cheated. A little bit, but not really on purpose. Because in the 90s episode, we said she did her best work in the 2000s, and we both knew what we were talking oh, about. Yeah. Oh, so I just took it out. It was my number three originally, uh, but I took it out to make room for some other ones because I knew it would be mentioned by you. But it gets a kind of honorary. It's definitely, I consider it. This is my favorite, like, pure pop song mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I, it's It's, like, so perfect. And this was her best era because you have... Uh, you don't like If You Seek Amy. I love that song. I think it's cheesy. Yeah, that's fine. Womanizer comes out. And yeah. That is one that just, you lose it. Yeah. You lose it. That's another uncontrollable. I just lose total control of my body. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. makes sense. Britney Spears has that impact on me. Yeah, this was that perfect sweet spot in between the like weird, like when she was too young to be being exploited the way she was in the 90s. And like, she hadn't really like, gone crazy yet that's maybe an insensitive way to phrase that because i think she's got some legit issues that are seeded from her like young fame yeah. this was 2003 so i felt right right, right in that in sweet between. spot where she was just killing it and like the impact of the stuff in her life hadn't really hit her yet yeah so that's probably a better way to phrase that yeah but uh job. yeah toxic is it's, it's amazing it's amazing man ASMR We'll start to that. <laughs> Peyton, what is your number three? Please save us. Okay. Um, my number three, this is the one that I replaced. Um, it replaced it all with. <laughs> well, that was... <laughs> that <made> no, <laughs> no, but it's good. It's um, it's a really... It's, it's a Beyonce song. It shows her older stuff. It, but this one, I don't know. I just really i love the lyrics of the song and i think it just shows her like vocal talent really well it's if i were a boy if i were a boy i think i could understand how it feels to love a girl i swear i'd be a better man i listen to her 
only it for me is that just like a kick-ass song, but what she's talking about, it's kind of deep. It's deeper than you think. She's mm-hmm. talking about how like I am a woman and I understand being a woman, but and I could be a man so much better too. Like I know how it feels. She really just gets to the whole thing about women having such a like sense of empathy and being able to understand and how she would just be able to treat a girl so much better than a guy could. So I I really fuck with the song. I do too. This is, I think some of the lyrics are a little like corny to me. I mean, the overall message I love, but like there's some things that are just, I don't know, but it's not, it's not like her fault. You know, when you're making pop music, you have to have lyrics that are like really simple. And, and but this is a great, this is one of my favorite Beyonce songs. Like vocally it is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think you could pick any Beyonce song from this era and just hit it like the nail on the head, like Crazy in Love, Irreplaceable, If I Were a Boy. She has, I mean, I can't say like this is her best era because every era is her best era. She doesn't do anything wrong. But I agree that her vocal range in this song alone is amazing. She starts off very low toned and soft at the beginning. And by the time she's at the end, she is up there in the range. She is shouting to the heavens. And I agree, this message is a great one that she... I think she nails and once again like if it's pop music it's pop music but i i eat it up yeah fun fact about this song i was just curious about some of the lyrics if you google if i were a boy lyrics the results show up in spanish hmm. just like by default it's the lyrics in spanish see si yo soy un niño <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that is um i feel like that might just be a setting on your phone but like other songs don't come up that way Michael's oh my god, wait, it's Spanish for me too. I just yeah. looked it up, you're right. It, it, mm-hmm. You're right, that's weird. Maybe you got really big in Spain or Chile or... <laughs> just all name. Take turns naming Spanish-speaking countries. First one who can't do it drinks. Chile. Right. I just want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Spain. <laughs> I do definitely agree with you though. The song, the some of the lyrics are a little cheesy, but the way that like... I was reading about this um, a lot when I was trying to decide which of her older songs I wanted to um, include. And just the way that like she made a point to the way she sings it, she really conveys emotion throughout the song and like up and down and just sad and kind of just desperate. And the final line, it's like, but you're just a boy, you know, I don't know. I just, I liked it a lot. Yeah, totally. No, it's mm-hmm. awesome. It is a great song. Baby gonna cry. <laughs> Sad boy Clay. <laughs> All right, number two. Kind of related, sort of. There's going to be a theme here. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cask is closed. Rap critics save money, cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with holes in your zap of toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show. They don't play my hits. I don't give right. a shit. So I love Jay-Z, like to no end. I think he's fantastic. Uh, and this song, again, uh, was kind of a breakout thing for him in terms of mainstream audience uh, with the Black Album. I think this was one of those songs that turned on a lot of people who weren't necessarily like big rap fans to what Jay-Z was doing. And I mean... On the surface, it's just like a super catchy song and it's just like, it's a banger. But then like 
he's talking, he talks about like abuse of police power in this song. He talks about censorship and he talks about like, he's taken on big stuff, but Jay-Z always did it in a way that was super accessible to people who just kind of like popular music. So I think there's a lot of value in that. Also, I've always respected like Jay-Z. So a lot of rappers will talk about like selling drugs and doing all this. Like Jay-Z was a legit like big time Coke dealer in New York city before he was a big time rapper. And so like, there's a lot of credibility there when he's talking about some of his experiences. It's like, it's legitimate experience, not just like, I know this will sell records. Mm -hmm. So I love Jay-Z. I think he, the two thousands were a huge decade for him in terms of making him literally the biggest name in rap music. Yeah. Still to this day. Like he's not making as much music now because he's a business mogul. He's just that guy. Yeah. Like the most recent thing, they both came out with uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z with the Carters. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent album for a collab album, but even still. Well, cause they make such different music. Yeah. I mean, we went just from Peyton's song to your song. <laughs> but yeah, that was a perfect, like, that's why I kind of like that that happened because it showed like they are obviously connected being, married and they've made plenty of music together but like at their core they make very different music but then their ability to work together is pretty fantastic very different life stories as well yeah for sure and different fan bases and different it's 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 kind of amazing how much and yeah as an 11 year old girl this was not the music i was listening to (laughs) that's fair fair. what do you mean (laughs) but i do appreciate the song i do like jay-z Rap is not always like not been my first choice when it comes to music, but I do like Jay Z. I, I do like the stuff that um, he addresses in his music a lot of the times, and I respect it. I'm kind of surprised my list this week is not as much rap. Yeah, I'm also a little bit surprised as well. My honorable mentions will show some more, but I also think the 2000s overall, it wasn't a great decade for rap. Like early on, you still had some stuff that I'll talk about my honorable mentions. But mid to late 2000s, it was like pop rap. It was. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what we talked about then the last episode, how most of the 2000s is probably going to be a lot of pop. Yeah. And it's the golden age It of was pop. the golden age of pop. You do not get better than in pop than this. Decade. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. What's your number two? Um, back to, I don't know if this is classical, like classifies as sad boy hours. I thought you were going to say classical music. Like, no, not classical. <laughs> this <was a> Beethoven. <laughs> this is a classical piece, though. Um, from 2007, this was one that makes you want to not even like, get up on a table, but like run around the room, headbang, throw things against the wall. It's Misery Business by Paramore. It's one song you have to finish. It is something that you cannot turn off. This is one of those songs that is just like, oh man, it just like really gets into your spirit. You are just invigorated. Like she is, I think she's tackling the same thing. Well, I don't know if it's like the exact same thing as like 
what Beyonce was tackling if I were a boy, what she was tackling, like going after like a, I guess, crush enemy or something like that. But this music video also was wild. I loved this one. And her look, Haley Williams's look with that like huge, almost emo scene, mm-hmm. orange hair. This is such a wonderful song. I went through a significant paramour phase uh, in, in, in high school. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I listen to it as much now, except for like kind of from a nostalgic point of view. But it's so funny because when I was in high school, I was listening to a lot of rap and then I was listening to like Paramore. Yeah. It didn't make sense. But I think what it was is I saw them live one time and the energy was unbelievable. Oh my God, I can't imagine. And it, I absolutely, there's a period there. I mean, I think like the band broke up and they had some changes and the stuff they still do under the name Paramore isn't as good. I think it's just her and like the band is different. But when they were truly Paramore, they couldn't, they could do no wrong. Oh God, no. It was all so good. And I still would listen to every album start to finish. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. As soon as the song came on it, everything just made sense to me. I have like vivid memories of Clay as a young boy. (laughs) Just like going insane to this song he would just be blasting from his room from the bathroom when he was taking a shower like this song was just <laughs> i really just can't get this out of my head um it, all, it makes sense it makes a lot of sense that's, that's i figured i remember when this song was shown to me i think my friend lauren showed this to me and it just you know i had a I had a changing right there and then and I don't think I've ever been the same human being since uh, Mystery Business by Paramore has been introduced to my spiritual life. <laughs> this was definitely their biggest song. It is tied for me probably for best. Because I think Crush, Crush, Crush is yeah. amazing too. There's, man. They have so much. I, this is my West Wing for this week because I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, you have like Brick by Boring Brick. You have Decode from the Twilight album. An amazing yeah. album overall. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> not, not good movie, but. Yeah. No. No one's talking about the movie or the book, but we're talking but about the, the album. But the music. Because they have Muse on there too. Good yeah. Song. Yeah. Even the cover of this album, Riot, like I'm looking at it right now and it's just like, it looks like you're like drawing on your desk yep. type of like. It's good. That's I like this one. Very they definitely good. captured a certain a certain energy that resonated well with a lot of people, yeah, yourself the, and myself included. Yeah, especially that younger generation in the two thousands, where apparently I was going through some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's really it. Well, this is great. What a great pick. Yeah, thank you. Building off that same energy, um, again, another like headbanger. It's, it's good. It's um, I write sins, not tragedies. Panic at the disco. Well, imagine as I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor, and I can't help but to hear. No, I can't help but to hear in exchanging of words. What a beautiful wedding! What a beautiful wedding! Says a bridesmaid to a waiter. But what a shame! What a shame! The poor groom's bride is a whore. I chime in with a haven't you people. I'm a huge Panic at the Disco fan. Um, I love their music, even their older stuff. I actually saw them in concert like two years ago and it was one of those life-changing experiences. But um, this song, I think really just like started them off on such a good, on a good note. Um, it was their very first like single they put out. Um, 
I love it. I, I love the song. I knew your ass was going to have this. You have the biggest heart boner for Brandon Urie ever. <laughs> it's true. How could you not? He's like beautiful in that voice. I get it. Ugh. I remember when you went to that concert and you were Snapchatting me the entire time and it wasn't me hearing the music. It was me hearing you screaming, not even singing, but screaming. <laughs> like fangirl max level. But I, I mean, you have every right to be. This song really did set them off on such a high road and they they've only gone with it since then i completely agree this is a phenomenal number two i have such vivid memories of the music video oh my god yeah yeah this is good i wasn't into this like there's this them and like fallout boy were doing very similar things so i was just talking with some friends about this so they really both of the attending that friends yeah just i was talking to myself about it they both of those bands have had like incredibly similar trajectories of like they were doing really similar things then and now they've both kind of transformed what they're doing in a similar way to kind of keep up with what's popular but doing a great job i mean this is one of the great modern voices in music oh absolutely he's spectacular do you want to praise running year anymore did you um, get all out no but i i think if i do any more it's all going to come rushing out and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in for now, but I just I a lot of people told me not to include this song. They're like, no, like their better stuff is like now. I'm like, but this was the first one, like just yeah. like the first like note of that song. You know exactly what it is, like do do do. I don't know. Yeah, um, fuck those people. You were right. <laughs> thank you. This was good. Thank That's you. why you're the guest, and they're not. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, number one. My number one song of this decade is really gonna bring something home here. This, so like it's kind of perfect the way it worked out of like we had some Beyonce and I had some Jay-Z and then this was the first like them together mm-hmm. uh, before they were ever a thing at least publicly and this song this is this is the in my eyes and, and maybe influenced by my love of Jay-Z but this is the single greatest Beyonce song. I think it's it's unbelievably, just unbelievably great is what I meant to say there. Uh, it's, 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 impe- <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's just impeccable. I think it's so perfect. More adjectives. Just, I'll throw all that. There's, there's not enough adjectives for this song. That's fair. I mean, I, we talked about it before. I love this song. I think this is a phenomenal song. Do I think it's her best work? I do not. That being said, when this song comes on and it's definitely influenced by the music video, I am catwalk strutting down whatever <laughs> I am too. on. It doesn't matter. I will stop mid freeway, get out and go. Yeah. I will walk the rest of the way. And no when people when people hear it and realize what you're doing, they'll understand. Yeah, no, they're no one's going to get mad because they're like, "Yep, yeah, I got I'm it." You, go it's an amendment. you teach government. Yeah, if it's not, it should. I, you know what? I talked on a previous episode about first things I would do if elected president. First of all, I would change this to the national anthem. Correct. And then, I don't know. I just make a whole series of laws revolving around this, which the president doesn't make laws, but. <laughs> <laughs> Executive orders. Executive orders 
revolve around this song. I think you'd have bipartisan support. If I don't, then I will kill whoever doesn't support it. Perfect. We're electing Michael for uh, office. Perfect. I'm not eligible yet, but. I think part of that would also have to be telling people to have to dress like they did in this music video as well. Absolutely. The low-rise yeah. ri- low pants, you know, like. I, I'm I'm really glad you include this song. Um, this is one that it hurt me not to have it on my list because everyone was like, oh, this is the song, this is the song. And I agree, I love the song. It's early Beyonce, it, it makes you want to dance. Um, so I'm glad you had it. I knew somebody would have it. It had to be on a list no somewhere. no way couldn't make it. But this is the defining song of the decade for me. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think looking at my number one, I may have been able to pick a better number one, but I don't know. I think once I was going through it, I was very happy with it but don't worry we'll tell you yeah i know (laughs) but i absolutely think that this is defining 2000s i think this is absolutely worthwhile for someone's number one just not mine all right well see what the people think so yeah the people have a lot to say so my number one it surprised me so when i was going through my my huge list and i would finally decided on what my number what my five were going to be like i definitely wanted this one in my number five as i started to rank them and listen to them i realized how much i actually loved this song for me this is one of the best music videos to ever be made as well and when it comes on the live performance of the song everything that is done with the song just like makes me it takes me over it is paparazzi by lady gaga This song comes on I don't know what it is it was like this bad romance Judas like this was phenomenal Gaga and it is one of those songs that is just it throws me through the loop it is amazing and then she later she'll do telephone with Beyonce and then you just have two of my favorite people together making one of the best songs ever made <sighs> I, I don't I love the song so much I <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to have Lady Gaga. Honestly, my guess was the number one was going to be either Beyonce or Lady Gaga. That was so. I guess I lived up to it. I was right there. I This is not the song that I would have thought, just because I don't think this song is very good. I love this. Song. I think it's okay. And I think there's some interesting lyrics. It's an interesting song. It's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, you say. Interesting, good, not the same thing. Hmm. I agree. Uh, I don't share your love for this song, Clay. I like Lady Gaga. I think she's really talented. I was never a huge fan of her older stuff. And again, out of all her old stuff, I definitely wouldn't have picked this song. It is a little annoying in my opinion. Uh, Sorry about it. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Actually, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Maybe it's the perfect Clay pick. Yeah. You kind of like it, but it's also kind of annoying. Yeah, that sounds like me. No, we were talking um, with, I think we were being held at gunpoint for us to have a conversation with Casey. Yeah. And we were talking about the gun. And we, <laughs> and we were talking about, like, I think Casey and I shared a viewpoint that 
like Lady Gaga, super talented, don't always like the music that she chooses to make. But I also respect that. Like, you know, it's clearly what she wants to do. And people like it. You like it. I love it. I eat it up. And that's cool. I know the live performance of this song that she did at MTV. I don't know what it was. She does like, it's a live rendition, so it sounds a little bit different, but it is one of the best live performances of a song I've ever seen. I probably would have put Bad Romance over the song had that performance not just absolutely struck me to the core. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, once again, I think the music video for this song is better than the Bad Romance music video. There was just a lot of factors that pushed Bad Romance out and put this one in. I don't know. Since I'm just a clear, utter whore for pop, I think this kind of embodies that. I think this is pure, unfiltered pop. Yeah. I'm in a good mood today, so I don't feel like shitting on you. It's early. So, like... This is fine, I guess. I guess. But number one, I think that's my biggest issue. Is that this is your number one. You've had issues with my number ones for like the past yeah, 10 episodes. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you, you're really a whore with your number one spot. You just give it away. And like, it's, to me, you got Are you number one shaming me? <laughs> yes, I am. You got to earn that thing. Lady Gaga is an icon. She's a 2000 icon. I mean, she was such a, just like a performer. She, she did the whole meat dress thing. Wasn't that her? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's also the thing. Like when you're talking about people that embodied the 2000s, like this is later 2000s, 2008, but still like you can probably divide the 2000s in two halves where you have Avril Lavigne in the first half and Lady Gaga in the second half. And you were either one of those and, two. And if we were doing top five artists of this decade and you put Lady Gaga number one, I, you wouldn't hear a single complaint from me. I wouldn't agree with it, like for me personally. So but I would at least one complaint. Yeah, well, I wouldn't criticize you for it is what I should say. But I also don't believe that. But this song <laughs> as the number one, that's I fine. that's where I have an issue, but it's fine if you want to give away your number one spot to this. That's your prerogative. The only person I care about that is, I want is to Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, clearly. The only opinion I want to hear of this is Sam, and I know it's going to be negative, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, Sam Bledsoe, <laughs> our 13-year-old critic. Uh, <laughs> just let us know, I guess. That's super weird. Yeah, well. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Peyton, okay. what's your number one? Since you want to talk the most shit. Look, I'm, I'm nervous, though. No, I'm not going to redeem it. I This is the song that I anticipated getting the most crap for. Um, everyone told me not to, but nobody should be surprised. This When you think of me, this is my song. Um, I'm just going to go. It's No Air by Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown. reason not to include this in my list at all starting with the fact that chris brown is just a piece of shit but jordan spark she's pretty fabulous neither of these artists were that big in the 2000s but for some reason this song i just love it it every time i just am trying to get in the mood this is my song this uh my pump-up song even though it's kind of sad 
I'm really not doing a great job at defending myself, but I love the song and I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The the grimace Michael had on his face. All right. So I agree. I love the song. I don't like the association with Chris Brown. He's absolutely one of the worst people to ever exist. But this song is, I really, really do like the song. Um, One of my favorite memories that I have of you specifically came within the past couple months uh, after our little whole graduation thing, I came over after my shift from work and um, you had celebrated that day. And <laughs> um, it was pretty late and you wanted one last song and you chose this one. And when we're talking about running around the room and dancing on tables, you physically couldn't run or walk very well. So you chose to run, fall on the walls and roll physically on the floor to the song, but you never missed a beat. I don't know, you probably missed some spaces in the singing, <laughs> but I think that this does not surprise me in the slightest. I think this it's you and the 2000s very well. This is hard for me because, first of all, obligatory, Chris Brown's a trash human being. We all have to say it. It's hard for me because, A, I don't know Peyton very well at all. Me neither. B, what I do know of her, I like Peyton. She seems nice. Seems like a good person. She's positive qualities. This is a dreadful pick for (laughs) number one. I, it's not, I don't even think this song is that bad. It's just so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I like you, because you're not like, you know, there's no delusion here, but I, I think it's just, it's, eh, there's so many songs like it that are better in my opinion, in this genre, I guess I should say. It's fine. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. It's what, what was the worst number one? Her number one this week, Jack's number one Jack's. piece a week or Jack's. our number one guest that we have for this episode. That's hard. You know, the one time we're ever going to throw Casey a bone. I think Jack saying cheese with a pizza <laughs> topping is worse. That's like worse. That's worse than so many things that have happened in the world. I like it's, I think that's going to be a moment that can't be beat. Uh, apparently for he's Michael, never coming back. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack. I love you. I was told by someone and I won't say who I was told by someone that we both know. I'll tell you who it is off air. That, that was the first time they've ever had to turn off an episode of the podcast. <laughs> he seems like, and, and like Jack seems great. I, Jack seems like a totally nice guy. I'm not shitting on him as a person. I will. I'm just telling you what, what I heard from the audience, that a, a, a very loyal listener who listens, that's what a listener means. <laughs> they listen every time. They turned it off because of that take. But anyway. Uh. It's fine, I guess. This is also, I'll just insert really quickly, because uh, also speaking with Dannon about this episode, there's a song that I wanted to include but won't because this person is such a trash human being, which is uh, the Ignition remix, R. Kelly. I I won't give R. Kelly a spot because he's a predator. Yeah. But, like, I like that song. But anyway, (laughs) you know, it's fine. This is, you do you. Like I said, you didn't redeem your family, but so many, so many people told me no, and I still had to. This is just 
There's like a special place. This, guns, right? this is my soul. We're going to go down in our own place of glory. I respect that. Like, honestly, because that's the case, I'm so much more into this than if you had been like, like if they just picked this and nobody. <laughs> the fact that people were like, no, why would you make that your number one? But it means so much to you that you're able to put it there. Cool. What are you going to do? If it was Casey, I would absolutely rip her to shreds. But <laughs> she's your sister. She seems super nice. I I would rip her to shreds, but I kind of agree with her. So yeah, I know you do. Um, I also just feel outnumbered, so I don't want to like fight I like battle. being on the power end of this. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, I do. Let's get into honorable mentions. Let's do it. Fuck so um, my honorable mentions, I'll, I'll just play a couple of them. There's one that's like... I think it's more the artist because there's a few songs I couldn't pick which one to shout out. But Eminem, this is a big decade for him. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a huge, huge Eminem fan, but Lose Yourself. Um, And then this one wasn't really his, but he was on it. Forgot about Dre. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. And motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. And motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. So I think that's just like classic Eminem and then Stan Uh, like that introduced a word into our lexicon that just like we use that so often now and song is an amazing story like it's it's great storytelling so Eminem deserves a shout out another song that I loved that now has become kind of annoying just because of the context it gets used in but Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes Mm -hmm. I mean, we hear that in at sporting events and everywhere you turn. It's just an amazing. It, the song. one thing I have about that song is like when I was making my list and I was going through like a lot of like top lists, this was always in the top. And I kept on seeing it. I'm like, I don't know what this song is. I don't know it from the title. But when I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, I know the song through and through. But like, I don't think it ever deserves to be in the top one because now it's overused. And two, if I didn't recognize the song from the title, the band in the description, and I had to listen to it to, yeah, like it doesn't, it has a sound. It doesn't have a, a name. To true. It. True. And it's hard. I'm a big white stripes fan. So yeah. Uh, the next one, I think you're not going to like, but it's an honorable mention for me. Cause I'm just a teenage That's Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. It's just, this was like 2000, so it kind of has that 90s sound still. Yeah, I good. did enjoy that, like, Peyton made a face at first and then got into it, which she realized was. I like that song, and you're going to hate me for saying this, but because One Direction did a cover of it. <laughs> <laughs> the eye roll that Michael just did. He didn't jump from the window. I just want to interpret that eye roll for you. I was thinking, like... Up to this point, I was like, yeah, Peyton's cool. We could be friends. <laughs> That's out the window now. I'm so sorry. It's been it's been oh, great. No. But, Direction. Um, you're you're lucky that you didn't pick me for next week's episode because I was a huge One Direction girl. So yeah, that was kind of intentional. I don't mind One Direction, honestly, some sometimes. But that was just well, you take like a song that's like kind of a classic <laughs> and like, you're like 
I like it because of One Direction. I just kind of wish you hadn't said it. We could have we could have had a great relationship, but you chose to say that out loud. As Clay likes to say, it would have cost you zero dollars to not say that. So, all right. Um, I, Toxic was on my honorable mentions. This one I'm kind of shocked you didn't bring up, which is Umbrella. My first honorable. Mention. Okay. Yeah. It, that. Okay. So the thing was, it's it also Jay Z. So. Yeah, it was my number five until I remembered the fray. And then I remembered how much of my life that... That upsets me, too, that you put the fray over Rihanna and Jay-Z. It's my number one... Honorable. Honorable it's mention. like number six. Yeah, well, it probably would be a number a five tie, like it was in the future. So this was my top honorable mention. This one right here was my, like, number six. Two Mars girls, yeah, I know you like to thank you. Shit don't stand. Roses by Outkast. I, I mentioned before, I'm a huge Outkast fan, and and it's just this song is so good. I think we'll probably play a clip from chorus, maybe. Yeah, that'll probably strike you more, Peyton. But I, I got it. No, yeah, don't worry. She At the know. time, I only played like the intro, so Peyton was confused. I bet if she hears the chorus, she'll be like, "Oh yeah, I know that song." She I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt there. That's fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Not sure what I've done. Those, those are those are all my honorable. Yeah, those are all my honorable mentions. All right. So I had a long list of honorable mentions because I think these songs deserve to be shouted out. At least I don't think we need to play too many of them. Um, I'm just going to rattle them off. Umbrella was my first immediate number one, uh, or number one honorable mention. Uh, Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. That smacks. Uh, Rehab by Amy Winehouse. Uh, one I do definitely want to play. Promiscuous, Nelly Furtada, or Furtado. Furtada? You said <laughs> I'm hungry! Nelly Furtada. What a great... <laughs> For me, there are certain songs where if you know all the words, especially if there are more than one person, it becomes a personality trait. This is one of those songs. And <laughs> another Just Dance song that freaking goes off. This is a good one. Um, another American Idol song, Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. That hits. Uh, the Scientist by Coldplay. Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas. What You Say, Jason Derulo. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's one. That was a song I actually... Remember in high school when we had gym warm-ups, they would play songs for different exercises. This is one of them, and I hated it because it was for planks, and I Ooh. couldn't stand planks, so I had a very bad connection. So I just said I hate the song, and then I went back and listened to it without planking. And <laughs> it makes it better. <laughs> it makes it so much better. Yeah. Um, we did just a little bit of that. Yeah. I just like it. Play every time. Every time I hear that song, it takes me back to the Jolf Middle School gymnasium. Um, you're right. It literally—that's the only thing I can think of when I hear that song. 
Oh, absolutely. And it was, it just had such a, mm, and like throughout the entire song and at the very end where he hits that long, mm-hmm. oh, oh my goodness, Jason Derulo. That song think- slaps. And I think I have so much respect for him and the fact that in every song he starts off by just singing his name. Like, I was going to recommend of- that we each do our best Jason Derulo name call impression. Ooh, with, our, <laughs> with our own names or with his name? No, with his name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know which one's. All right, Clay was your pick, so you start first. Jason Derulo. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got this. Jason Derulo. That was good. Thanks. Jason Derulo. Oh, that was good. I think I think we all. This has got to be the highlight of any episode. (laughs) Uh, Also, the song he samples—I forget the name of the artist. It's called "Hide and Seek." Okay, it's like that. What you say, Mm fine. That is is really good too. But this song is. Incredible. It's fire. Um, but my last two, Miss Jackson was on that. We talked about that. And then Evanescence Bring Me to Life. Wow. We have to. We have to. How can you see into my eyes like open? That's 2000s angst in a oh, yeah. song. You want to talk about Sad Boy Clay or like that music Jay video? Boy that Clay. music video was oh my god, ridiculous! They freaking threw her from a window, and she's like, "I don't give a fuck, do it." <laughs> also, incredible voice. Oh my god, they're still yeah. making music. I am mortal. Yeah. Oh boy, Evanescence. Good job. Yeah. Shout out. Sponsored. Definitely Sad Boy. Definitely Sad Boy Clay. <laughs> but it's cool. I just, sad Boy Michael was into that too. Yeah, perfect. So, hey, Sister Dear. Um, okay, I have a couple. Drops of Jupiter by Train. That's another kind of like... We're playing that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a good one. That's it's what I thought. I started that's all about. That's like 2001. Now that she's back in the atmosphere With drops of Jupiter in her Like summer and walks like rain reminds me that's, a, that's a train song. That's feel a train that song. one. I saw them live one time. Uh, they were opening for John Mayer. <laughs> this was a, a high school girlfriend bought me tickets for my birthday, thinking that would be something I was into. <laughs> so I pretended. Uh, this, but you got one. Good this was it. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually looked at a, um, another list because I was trying to see if there was any bottom fives I was missing out on. So I looked up the worst songs of the 2000s. And this was labeled by the website as the worst song of the 2000s. That had to be like so, Pitchfork or something. Yeah, I told them to suck a bag of dicks. Yeah, and you sent an email. I sent an email strongly <laughs> worded from a um, different email address, uh, <laughs> past guest's name, uh, Casey. <laughs> anyway. Casey. Casey probably hates this stuff. Yeah, probably. Whatever. It's not handsome, um, so. <laughs> All right, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Oh. <laughs> Good song. Good song. Great song. All right. Um, I wanted to include this one, but Clay said I couldn't because it's kind of cheating. It was 1999, but it got popular in 2001 when it was in the Shrek movie. All sorry by Smash Mouth. 
That is cheating and also the bad take, but okay. well, <laughs> no, I loved it then. I loved it then. It was fun. It, it literally like <laughs> in my list, like her top five list. It was it was it your number one? No, no, it was my number five. <laughs> it's no, I say it's a bad take, but at the same time, if that song were to come on right now, I I'd probably like it. You know, right? I it was one of those things it. where um I used to do this in the house that I lived in. Um last year and whenever anybody was like kind of just like sad or moping around i'd go hey alexa play all star by smash mouth and then we all just be happy that's <laughs> i can see that so it is cheating but it shrek was so big in the 2000s like we all were um emotionally affected by the shrek movie so oh, just thought shrek i'd thought I'd, um, look i had to bring it in i also had breakaway by kelly clarkson um you belong with me by taylor swift that's a hot take that song tells a story. Everybody knows. The other girl was her captain. She yeah. was on the bleachers. I, we all felt that. I've been on the bleachers. I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. I, I mean, she tells a good story. She really does. And she had a lot of help. Most notably, I learned this relatively recently. Teardrops on my guitar. Like A lot of the songs around that time were co-written by Ed Sheeran. You told me that. He was like 17, but he was doing that. So anyway. <laughs> um i feel like viva la vida by coldplay deserves um to be featured a little bit we can play That's yeah another we can... shrek song let's play the <laughs> look i told you i was emotionally affected by shrek <laughs> as a child just the whole shrek all the soundtrack <laughs> to all the shrek movies is her list great album cover because it's art history yeah Yeah. and my final honorable honorable mention um breaking free by troy bolton and gabriella montez high school musical musical. this is high school musical (laughs) she's not wrong look tell me tell me high school musical was not like the shit in the 2000s i don't know that i'll leave a clip in but i need to hear it just because i don't know yes you do no, I, I didn't think that I knew that song, but I do, and I like it. It's amazing. More than I want to admit. <laughs> this is, in people can attest when I'm running trivia, like, there are weeks where I choose not to play the songs. I, people will disagree that I don't play songs over and over again, but I do. It's fine. This is one of the songs that frequents the very end of trivia after everyone's gotten all the knowledge out of their heads and it's two hours in and they've been sitting in front of empty pictures for a while and you just lose it. The crowd goes wild, man, and then the energy is just crazy. So that's Zac Efron and... Not technically. Vanessa, Fun fact, Vanessa. he actually did not sing a single song in that movie. Not that one, but the other two. I feel lied to. You are lied to. That was the point. It's, it's all a lie. What? Well, it is Vanessa Hutchins' voice, which you slandered, but... She sounds so young. Yeah. I guess she was. She was. High school musical. <laughs> no, but she sounds like, like eight. That, like... Middle school musical. <laughs> fourth grade musical. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I'm, I want to move on because I'm so angry that he didn't sing the songs on that. But great song. Well, I, yeah. you know... So who is it? Some guy. <laughs> Shout out. That guy deserves to be famous. Not Zach Shout Efron. Out. Shout out that guy. Well, I mean, he does still deserve to be famous. <laughs> probably, but. All right. Any others? Nope. That's all I got. All right. Let's get into our bottoms. <laughs> Drew Seeley. 
Shout out Drew Seeley. Drew Seeley. Yeah. Let's find him, get him on the podcast. Amazing. Because he's not doing anything else. Yeah, probably not. Let's find him and that's my new life goal is to get him (laughs) on the podcast. Yes. All right. So our (laughs) bottom five. Let's (laughs) get into those bottoms. Let's get into those power bottoms. Uh, So first of all... Cause you had a bad day You take me one down You sing a sad song Just to turn it around You said you don't know You tell me don't lie You weren't gonna smile And you go So I'm nervous about this Because you guys mentioned That you are you were an American Idol fan That's the only association I have And this was the like Somebody gets kicked off yeah, Right? Lost. <laughs> which is fucking hilarious But this song is so dumb if you really listen to it and look into the lyrics, it's so it's it's about being sad and having a bad day. But it sounds like it's written by someone who's literally never had a bad day in their life. <laughs> and it's so like, this is what it's like to be sad, right? Like it's it's not okay. It's it's annoying. I relate to you, fellow sad people. Right. Uh, all right. This next song also embodies a song written about something by someone who's clearly never experienced it. One pair of candy lips and your bubble gum tongue. And if you want love, make it swim in a deep sea of blankets. So I know, like, just from it, it's got it's common sense. Like, there's no way John Mayer is a virgin, but. <laughs> This is what, if you were to ask a virgin to write a song about sex, this is what it would sound like. This is, it's so like, it's okay to use a word that's like very popular now. This is a very simpy song. Like it is, and it's, it's obnoxious. It makes me upset. And it's got that like breathy whispering singing going on. Just John Mayer, look, I already mentioned him one time. Um, He's... He is a talented musician. Like, I will acknowledge that. But, God, he writes the dumbest songs. I hate him. John... Like, Trash human being, too. Oh, my God, yeah. We were talking about how all these top songs had, like, reactions that just made you dance and move. His voice in every song that he's ever done makes me homicidal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on a knife rampage every time I hear him. Good to know that we're the only two people in this house right now and we're feeling homicidal. And, and the kitchen knives are right there. <laughs> well, don't do it again. <laughs> Alright, so next one. I can be your hero, baby but I can kiss away the pain Alright. That has to be the highest charting song by someone who's obviously sobbing while singing it. Like, it is, it's disturbing how emotional he is. And not from like some hyper masculine, like men shouldn't be emotional, but like the way that he's, it's, it shouldn't come through. Like, when you, we talked earlier about someone showing emotion in song, there's a way to do it. Literally crying in the studio is not. <laughs> this was a weird music video, too. Of I don't like, watch it. It's him. So at the time, he was dating Anna Kornikova, who was like this big uh, tennis player. And it's like them making out in a public restroom at some point. There's a lot of rain and water. Everybody's inexplicably wet. It's... It, <laughs> me too. But... <laughs> uh, I hate this song. It makes me nauseous. It, it, it just does. 
Speaking of things that make you nauseous, and we mentioned this band earlier, or I did. So. I even cut my hair and changed my name. Cause we all just wanna be big rock stars and live in hilltop bosses driving 15 cars. The girls come easy. So Nickelback, look, it's it's a little played out to like make fun of Nickelback too much. Um, but obviously just not a good band. And this song is the worst example. There was a period of time when they had like their big hit of like um, How You Remind Me where I was young and like, I was like, oh, this is, I like this. It's his voice though. Yeah. It's, I don't think for the sake of my personal relationship that I can mention Dave Matthews again in a negative light to do it for me. I, I was going to save it because she also, <laughs> oh. she also te- well, no, 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 not like that. No, I wasn't going to say anything because she also texted me and she wasn't happy. She's mad at both of us about it. So, <laughs> but like, it's that like, why you sound like that. And then my last bottom five, this is, I. My life is brilliant. Brilliant. My love is pure. Yeah. That's it. That's the perfect <laughs> song to do that impression of that white. <laughs> James Blunt. Go. The, the video of this, he's like on a train. You should jump in front of that train. <laughs> you were on the wrong end of the train. You were, yep. You should have been outside the train in front of it while it accelerated over your body. I don't know where he's at right now. So if he died, like if he committed suicide by train or something, I. Yeah. I'm gonna feel. You think I'm gonna feel fine about it, honestly. <laughs> like it's good, good. You think when the train hit him, he went, yeah. <laughs> and it's this music video, by the way, is absurd. It's him just taking off sweaters for five minutes. <laughs> I've seen Not remember that. that he had so many sweaters on, and he'd take one off, and there's another one. He just keep taking them off. And I'm sure there's some That's like so symbolic weird. meaning of that, but I don't know what it is. He was getting ready to jump in front of the train, <laughs> and it's. And they didn't want the padding to save him. <laughs> but I also hate in this song when he starts and he does the my life is really and then he like and then he starts over again because he like messed up. Just take it out, my guy. Like no one needs to hear you sing that twice. It's a bad song. I hate it. And I'm so upset now. Like I when know, I hear that you're angry. Doo, 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 I get I get I we need to move on. Okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so before I start my bottom five, I had a dishonorable mention. The only reason it's not in my bottom five is that I really, I'm still not convinced this song was made for real. Like someone actually said, this will sell well. Axel F by Crazy Frog. I refuse to play it. Yeah, that's fine. I don't want to hear it. Because it would have been my bottom five. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I, <laughs> there's a part of me that just believes that this was made It had to be a joke. It had to have been a joke. So that's a dishonorable mention. All right. My first oh. two... My first two, I showed this list to people at work, and they got mad at me that I included these in my bottom two. And these are my some hot takes. Uh, my first bottom is "Boulevard of Broken Dreams" by Green Day. Like I know, I know why you don't like that song. Why? It's because I think we had to play an orchestra. No, we played Twenty One Guns, and that's the only. Uh, oh wait, no, we probably played. We played at least I did. And I, 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 I don't mind that song, but it, it is one of those things where it's like, I've heard it so many times because we played it. Sad Boy Clay wasn't into this, because this is a Sad Boy song. This was a Sad Boy song. It's, but it's too, it's too whiny. Yeah, if I was going to pick a Green Day song, I'm going to pick 21 Guns. That's a much better song than this one in my mind. 
either way, I think you are right, because I played both of those songs in orchestra, and this song fucking pissed me off. It's The thing is, the Sad Boy songs are are fine. We've mentioned, we, we've established that they have a place. But if your voice is too whiny, and his is, then it becomes, it's too much. It's yeah. like, get a job. Yeah, get a job. Good point. They so, still are doing music, and it's sad. It's really sad because he's, like, in his 50s. Yeah, they, they need to get a job. Yeah. All right. Um, the other one that people were not happy with me, Cry Me a River, Justin Timberlake. just wasn't good for me it wasn't good and we played the beginning i don't know what clip you're gonna pick but we played the beginning for us and then you either and all three of us laughed we all laughed and it's dumb guess. but it's a good song that but that like riff that bum, 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 dun, that's dun, dun, good that's so catchy well that's why it's not the bottom of my bottom but like even so like <laughs> I, I don't think the lyrics are good i don't think he really sounds that great in this song this was his like britney spears breakup song wasn't it I think so. And how dare you lose that? Britney Spears is so much better than you. I mean, agreed, but well. Yeah, I do mean that. Right now, though, like, one of them's definitely doing better than the other. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this moving on. You're just wrong about this. That's okay. okay. I'm allowed. I'm, I'm, it's, it's on brand for me, I guess. Um, one that wasn't on my bottom until we started listening to some 2000s music all summer long. I won't play it. That's why, because I'm gonna bang my head into glass. Kid Rock. There's a there's a, actually a line in this song that defines Kid Rock, which is, uh, "Our thoughts were short, our hair was long." That's Kid so Rock. It's like quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kid Rock. This guy's a fucking idiot. He shouldn't be allowed to exist, reproduce. Yeah, produce. definitely not reproduce. I don't know if he has yet, but I don't know. he shouldn't. He's never made a good song. No. Some people think that song he made with Cheryl Crow is good. I think Casey likes this look. Yeah, that makes sense. But. Well said. Articulates. Second to last for me, from at 2000, it's Beautiful Day by U2. I don't want to say. (laughs) I know that U2 is one of the most successful, like, rock fans of all time. I think they're garbage. I don't like them either. They're not my favorite. They're not even close to my favorite. They're some of my least favorite. So, wow. What are your thoughts on YouTube, Peyton? I don't, that's before me, honestly. Like, I know them, but I don't, I don't like have, an, I didn't have enough cognitive thoughts when I was that age, so. Neither were they, it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, you probably only know them as the band that put their album on your iPhone forcefully. Yeah. <laughs> they did do that, and that was bullshit. I couldn't figure out how to delete it for the longest time. I did not have the cognitive ability to do I, that. Yeah, I, I was I'm glad you reminded me of that because I wasn't angry enough today and now I am. Yeah. So let's go back and talk about when Peyton put no air. I'm just kidding. kidding. You brought up One Direction. Because I wasn't angry then, but now I am. We're good. All right. So my very, very bottom. Um, A lot of people were okay with this when I showed up, but there was one girl at work who got absolutely angry at me. And the only reason I know the song is from the fantastic movie Aquamarine. The one about the mermaid, you know. Um, Island in the Sun by Weezer. (laughs) 
I, I just, in general, I don't like Weezer. Mm -hmm. And I remember every time we watch this movie, and this was one of your favorite movies, Peyton. And honestly, this is one of my favorite movies. This shit banged. But I, it's phenomenal. Upset. Uh, I love like a, this song. It's like a 55% on IMDb. But cool. um, I remember explicitly, we would watch this movie so much, and every single time the scene came on where this song would play, I got angry. And I hated it, and I just wanted to get through it. This is literally one of the worst songs I've ever heard. And I don't know why, because I really can't explain it, but it just gets me pissed off. Is it because it's a happy song and you were in sad boy face? Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. It's happy. I like this. It is a happy song. I, love I like this song. song a lot. And but I, but I do think Weezer is polarizing. Like yeah. people don't like Weezer, and I do. I I love this song. It's like windows down, driving to the beach. Like oh, yeah. it's a happy song. Clay, you're just you don't know how to be happy. I fair. Honestly, <laughs> I'm still waiting to learn. Let's save that for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's that's my. Uh, I guess these are my hot takes for the episode. Yeah, the bo the bottom is the part that gets the controversy. Yeah, on. that's okay. But I really, I don't know what it is. I guess happiness just doesn't do it for me. Well, it's not for everyone. That's fair. <laughs> hey, Peyton. <laughs> I I honestly had more trouble with the bottom than I thought I would. Um, so I ended up just picking some Didn't songs know. that I genuinely. <laughs> <shut up>. <laughs> 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 Okay, um, I picked songs that I just generally found a little bit annoying. Um, boom, Boom, Pow. Clay, we used to love this song as kids. Um, I, I liked this song as a kid, um, but now when I go back and listen to it, it's just not good. That one part where it's like, let the beat drop. It's just weird, it's weird, you know. So, the music video was very strange. It was very strange, but I do, I do have like memories of us watching it on the desktop and the frog. Yep. <laughs> I, I do remember. Um, I remember with this song, I, it was like myself, my friend Bradley, my friend Hayden. I, you may have been the fourth one, and we all picked people to sing for the yep, Black Eyed Peas, and I got Fergie. <laughs> that, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Peyton was there, and I still got Fergie. <laughs> I think you're absolutely the Fergie of our friend group. I agree. Uh, the successful one. That okay. Not, Going off of that, my next one is Glamorous by Fergie. Um, <laughs> I think this song's very annoying. Um, all she does in most of her songs is spell things. Yeah. Because I'm really bad at spelling and then I can't sing along because I don't know how to spell. So. The family. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on both of you, London Bridge by Fergie? That one was originally in my bottom and then I replaced it for Glamorous. London Bridge is like Eh. She's got a talent for making annoying songs. Yeah. Yeah. Her rendition of the National Anthem. Oh, fuck. That's, that's more than annoying. That's offensive. <laughs> and not just because I don't really care about the National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, not because it's that song necessarily, but just, like, it's just annoying because it's that Because it, it's not crazy in love. I originally had my humps on my bottom five. Uh, she does have annoying, successful songs. Yeah. I haven't really thought about it. No, she's fun. annoying. Yeah. She also is looks that like why she's the melting. the friend group? Both oh, those? No. Because <laughs> I'm annoying and look like I'm no, melting. No, that's not it. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> um, next is, this is another song I feel kind of hypocritical because this is another song I liked when I was younger, but now when I listen to it, um, Fireflies by Owl City. Oh, I gotta play this. <laughs> His voice is annoying. Oh, his voice is so annoying. Yeah. I won't even play that part of the song. 
this song I think is better as a meme. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not good as a song. It's good to make absolutely. Fun. And I will say, um, next week PC music is definitely going to show up, and I think this is the beginning of what PC music. Yeah. Like, he it doesn't even do a good job yeah. of becoming what PC music will be. But it was a massive hit. It was a massive hit, but Peyton nailed it. It's so much better as a meme than a song. Yeah. Um, mm. Next, this is another song that was really popular, and I could, I just never, I never got behind the song "Bulletproof" by La Roe, I think, or you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little bit of it. I know you like this one, Clay. fireflies they're both they have like the weird like electro pop type of thing i was never really into it i found it generally annoying so i'm so with you on that just like generally speaking and i think there's two things about this song that irritate me it's a lot going on like there's a lot of noises and it's repetitive which is electro pop so yeah it's i guess that's why i do like this song (laughs) it's not my favorite it won't be my favorite but i can disagree that's fine i'm learning this week that i generally think i agree with Peyton more than you <laughs> so most people do i'm well i'm like the i didn't even think of like a sad boy of the i'm getting back in my sad boy hours yeah well maybe i'm just friends with the wrong grind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, all right my very last one i'm gonna apologize before i even bring it up because this song is just rude and every meaning of the word um clay you're gonna know exactly what i mean mason used to play this song on repeat so loud just because he knew we all hated it i don't even know it's a real song but the gummy bear song (laughs) it's literally the worst in the existence this oh i'm a gummy bear yes i'm a gummy bear oh i'm a yummy tummy funny lucky gummy bear i'm a jelly bear no, what the actual <laughs> fuck is that? I was I was going to make that on my list with Crazy Frog because it's the exact same sort of it's thing. It's the same but thing. I, I don't think this. I think it's like this is a YouTube song that is huge. No, but if you look it up, there's like it's on Spotify. There's a whole album. It has 21 million <laughs> plays on Spotify, and there, yeah, there's more. But I will say this artist is Gummy Bear. And the number four song on their Spotify, here, you'll recognize it. Oh my God. <laughs> they did a version of Blue. My favorite. I've never been more suicidal. <laughs> so like, of course, they also have a version of Do You Think I'm Sexy? But I won't play it because what? But yeah, this. Ma- do you remember what I mean, Mason? I remember vividly. Get on YouTube. It's like the little green gummy bear guy jumping around. Oh my god! It was the worst. Okay. Yep, that guy with the little bite out of his ear. Yep. Yeah. See, it's it makes it makes me feel so. Oh. And I think we talked about this last week. How kids just like things that are fucking annoying. Yeah. And this yeah. is fucking annoying. I was say so. He was young. He was very young. Happening. Yeah, I mean, he was born yeah. in two thousand. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was and he was not able to have cognitive thought when this song was popular. That's why he liked it. And that's it. fair. It's the yeah, the time that time period we when you're that age, stuff like this, you're like, oh, this is fun. Everybody else wants yeah. to murder you. Yeah. 
we forgive him or do we i don't know i don't think some things will be forgiven <laughs> does he listen to this hell no okay no him and you actually have very similar music tastes today i just sorry well i don't know him i feel bad and i, I don't know how much of it i should maybe edit out or leave it no, you call in. okay i feel like your mom listens yeah no okay. she's on her side guys this is great um this was the hardest of the three for me to make so hard i think i spent more time like let me open up my fake list because i like i have so many on here drop it like a top by snoop dog oh um mr brightside Mm -hmm. uh hips don't lie Hollaback Girl, Single Ladies. Hollaback Girl, Hollaback that one girl. should be in this Mention. conversation. MGMT Kids, yeah. um, Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott, yeah. OMG by Usher, we talked about Usher already. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do Rehab by Amy Winehouse, but yeah, there were some really, really good songs during this time. And having narrowed down to five, I mean. And then you got Gummy Bear. And then you got Gummy Bear, which, you know, maybe, you know what, actually, I'm going to save that thought for myself. (laughs) (laughs) This was so much fun. I think we nailed this. Yeah. Thanks, Peyton, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I had a blast. Hot takes. I'm glad that you uh, did not disappoint. I guess maybe Michael, but, you know. But it was, she did fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of disappointing moments but it's crime family there was some really good stuff too yeah, yeah that's it's fitting <laughs> what can you say um before we uh hop out let's plug social media so twitter instagram facebook at top five mnc um so next week is going to be the final one of our trilogy but we are accepting requests for guests and topics for what we're looking at. So make sure to leave your comments, leave your thoughts and opinions. Um, especially if you're Sam Bledsoe, you're our number one fan. Uh, if you're Jack Baker, we're still sending you hate mail. That's good. Do we want to say who our guest next week is going to be? Oh yeah, we do guys. This is so exciting. Next week, 2010s music. Casey Costelli makes her triumphant return. She's going to have to come redeem herself. I mean, the person that we've shat on for the past 10 weeks. This is my favorite part of this that I was saving for the very... I want this... Do you have anything else to say? Because I want this to be the very last thing in this episode. Um, I'm good. Peyton, you want to say anything else? I think, Clay, you should say phenomenal one more time, and we should call it a day. Phenomenal. <laughs> so... Iconic. Ta- iconic. That's fair. Iconic. Nailed it. To tag on to the end of this, I told a friend of mine, who I will not name that Casey was going to be the guest next week. And the response I got was, ugh. <laughs> well, no, That's it. Good.